0: I know how to be humbled, and I also know how to abound. In everything and in all things I have learned the secret both to be filled and to be hungry, both to abound and to be in need. I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Philippians 4, 12-13 Dear Lord, You are a steady and unwavering presence in a chaotic and constantly changing world. You anchor my soul and quiet my anxious thoughts. When I find myself reeling and drifting away, you are faithful to bring me back to you. I pray that you would give me peace today, Lord. Teach me to be content in every season, trusting that you will guide and uphold me in every situation. While some circumstances may be too big for me, nothing is too big for you. I declare today that while I may be too weak to handle some of life's most difficult challenges, I can do all things when you give me strength. And it's in the name of Jesus that I trust, in the name of Jesus that I rely on, and in the name of Jesus I pray, amen. Welcome to Pray News, where hope is our only bias. Today's news at a glance, the US is going after Google for monopolizing the search engine market. A catastrophe storm kills over 5,000 people in Libya, and Smucker takes a giant leap to become the titan in the snack industry. Today's stories are diverse, to say the least. There's some controversial news, some tragic news, and silly news. Each day can be like that, mixed with ups and downs. Each day can bring new heartache, insight, and fresh absurdity to laugh at. What's important is that our joy remains anchored in Christ through it all. So, whether we are reading about a shady business deal, crying over the loss of life, or laughing at the idea of peanut butter and jelly Twinkies, we remain steady and unwavering in our faith. We don't rely on good news stories to keep us happy, nor do we let sad stories keep us down. For I have learned to be content in all situations, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4. We're glad you're here with us today. We pray this take on the news leaves you informed and transformed. If you've been blessed by Pray News so far, we would love it if you left us a review. Doing so will help others to find this podcast so they too can be informed on current events and be transformed by the gospel.
1: of spills and stains on your sofa wash away your worries with anabay anabay the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices that's right sofas from only six hundred thirty nine dollars anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet friendly stain resistant and changeable slip covers made with performance fabric cloud-like comfort with high resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply.
2: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: Today's first story comes out of Silicon Valley. When giants tremble, the earth shakes. The antitrust case between the United States and Google dubbed US vs. Google, is sending seismic waves through the corridors of power and tech. It's no secret that Google controls approximately 90% of the search engine market, a statistic that screams monopoly even to the untrained eye. This monopoly, according to the Department of Justice, is sustained through an exclusive partnership with hardware companies like Apple, making Google the default search engine across millions of devices. For the consumer, switching to an alternative like DuckDuckGo or Bing demands a labyrinth of 15-step processes. But Google counters these claims by saying that they are the chosen ones, not because of coercion or underhanded deals, but because their search engine is genuinely superior. They argue that users can switch whenever they want, but few decide to. And while that argument is technically true, it doesn't wash the smell of monopoly off of them. So, where do we stand? On one side, the government argues that Google's practices hinder innovation and give them an unfair competitive edge. This claim doesn't exist in a vacuum. Google's dominance does have a trickle down effect on advertising rates, competitors, and perhaps even the user experience. On the flip side, Google argues that competition is just a click away, despite them being the default choice. They contend that customers would change their settings to use different search engines if their product wasn't top notch. The argument is not without merit. Many Windows users who don't have Google products preloaded still opt for Google search. Why? Because it works so well. While many legal experts predict that Google will not be broken up due to the trial, there's another subtler effect called the policeman at the elbow, a term coined by Tim Wu. The term has several legal meanings, but one of them means that once scrutinized by the government, companies become overly cautious, constantly looking over their shoulder for regulatory watchdogs. This atmosphere can stifle innovation and even hinder a company's growth potential. With echoes from the past like Microsoft and IBM antitrust cases, this trial also serves as a harbinger of technological shifts on the horizon. The AI wave that looms large could significantly impact the tech industry's power dynamics, potentially making this trial a turning point. We can't deny Google's brilliance in creating a search engine that has become synonymous with internet search itself. Yet the essence of a balanced marketplace is the freedom for other companies to rise and make their mark. Google should welcome this, not just as a moral or legal imperative, but as a catalyst for innovation and improvement. To cap this off, it's worth mentioning the biblical concept of accountability. The scriptures often emphasize the importance of equitable scales and just measures. Proverbs 11.1 speaks of this. Just as Google holds tremendous power, it also carries an equal responsibility to its users, competitors, and society's moral fabric. As the trial unfolds, we must remember that true power comes not just from market share, but from the just and accountable use of the power that's given to us. Perhaps it's time for Google to consider not just what it can do, but what it should do. After all, even giants have to answer to someone. With all this being said, let's lift this up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask for wisdom and discernment for all parties involved in this significant antitrust case. May the outcomes reflect justice, fairness, and promote a landscape where innovation and competition can flourish. Remind us all of the importance of wielding power responsibly and accountably for the benefit of society as a whole. Our second story is tragic, and what is being described as one of the most devastating natural disasters to hit the North African country Libya is grappling with a staggering loss of life in the Mediterranean cyclone Daniel. The lethal storm caused massive flooding in the eastern region, resulting in a humanitarian crisis of unprecedented proportions. More than 5,000 individuals are feared dead, and thousands more are missing, primarily in the city of Derna and its surrounding areas. Survivors recount stories of buildings swept away by floodwaters and families separated in chaos. Photos outside a local hospital in Derna depict bodies shrouded in blankets, silently telling the story of an overwhelmed healthcare system. According to a high-ranking official in the government of eastern Libya, the number of dead may exceed 5,300, and the missing exceed 4,000. This natural disaster has further strained Libya's already eroded state institutions, crumbling under the weight of years of political instability, war, and corruption. Libyan authorities are making monumental efforts to reach survivors, restore communications, and provide essential resources like food, water, and shelter. However, these operations are severely hampered by the ongoing political divisions within the country, as eastern Libya, the region most affected by the storm, is controlled by Khalifa Haftar, a Moscow-backed militia leader and a government that rivals the United Nations' recognized administration in Tripoli. Despite these obstacles, Prime Minister Abdul Hamid, of the UN-recognized government has instructed all officials to aid affected regions, stating the circumstances and divisions drawn from abroad will not prevent us from helping you. Countries like Turkey and Egypt, which have had historical involvement in Libya, are sending rescue teams and other forms of aid. In addition, the United States and other international organizations have pledged support. Convoys from public utility companies in western Libya have been dispatched, laden with aid, including medical supplies and mattresses. In times of incomprehensible loss and human suffering, many turn to faith for comfort and guidance, and we do the same. While no words can ease the pain felt by thousands of families in Libya, the Christian community worldwide can serve as a beacon and an example of compassion and charity in times of trouble. Whether by contributing to the relief fund, sending supplies, or simply keeping the affected in our prayers, it is time for the global community and global unity to be shown. For the families grieving, we can only offer our deepest condolences and uphold them in prayer daily, asking for God's mercy and healing in this difficult time. As Libya mourns its dead and missing, the international community must rally together to provide timely aid and help the country rebuild. Amid political divisions and human suffering, the storm has left behind a trail of destruction, a challenge to our collective conscience, and an appeal to our better nature to rise up and help those in need. So let's be praying for them. Heavenly Father, we lift up the people of Libya in the time of devastating loss and suffering. May you provide comfort to those who are grieving, strength to the rescuers, and wisdom for the leaders as they navigate the crisis. Unite all of us in compassion and action and in prayer, so that aid may reach those in need swiftly, and a path to healing and reconstruction to be found. In Jesus' name, amen. Witness the dawning
2: of a new era
0: in automotive luxury
2: with a reveal unlike any other.
1: It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply.
0: All right, we're going to do our best to pivot to some lighthearted news for our last story of the day. Jam Smucker is going where no jam company has gone before. With a staggering $4.6 billion, Smucker is setting its sights on the holy grail of snack foods, Twinkies. Cue the Heavenly Choir. Remember when Smucker's was all about peanut butter and jelly? Well, those days are over, people. The company that ventured into pet food eight years ago is now making a massive play to conquer the American snack by acquiring Hostess brands. Why? Because in America, snacking is no longer a pastime an Olympic sport, and they're going for the gold. Smucker's CEO, Mark Smucker, clearly couldn't resist the lure of Hostess Ho-Ho's breakfast, as he declared the acquisition would bring Smucker right into the heart of America's center aisles. It's the promised land, folks. Forget your organic quinoa and kale chips. The center aisle is where the real magic happens, where dreams are born, and, apparently, where snacks grow 20% faster than those nerdy, healthy alternatives. According to the snack lord himself, Mark Smucker, about 70% of consumers eat at least two snacks a day. Some food industry analysts are side-eyeing Smucker's optimism. They whisper that hostess brands are, shall we say, mature, sort of like that cheese you found in the back of your fridge last week. In other words, Smucker's gambled on an old and possibly dying brand. The dark horse favorites to bring this Smucker's gamble to a victory are the young folk. Millennials and Gen Zers have redefined snacking. With a 10% increase in snack consumption compared to their seniors, they've made the center aisles the in place to be. Forget nightclubs if you want to go where's hip, check your local 7-Eleven. Smucker already has a variety of perishable snacks. This leads us to question, will they go together like peanut butter and jelly or more like oil and water? Mergers usually benefit from synergies like building up their supply chains, but here there's questions about competition within the same business. Smucker's last gamble was on Uncrustables. Who would have predicted that Uncrustables would evolve from a $1 million buy to a $650 million empire? Will Twinkies be a bigger victory than Uncrustables? We shall see. So there you have it, Smucker's monumental, groundbreaking, history-altering $4.6 billion acquisition of Twinkies. It's either going to be a sweet success or a cream-filled catastrophe. Now, on a more earnest note, there's a reflective perspective we ought to consider here. While enjoying a Twinkie or two or three is one of life's simple pleasures, the Bible reminds us to exercise moderation and self-control. As Proverbs 25, 16 says, If you find honey, just eat enough. Too much of it and you will vomit. The Bible is also clear that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit and should be treated with care in 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20. And an often forgotten sin that many believers forget is gluttony. There's a fine line between enjoyment and indulgence. And when it comes to food in this country, we tend to cross that line quite a bit. This acquisition, as monumental as it is in the snacking world, reminds us to maintain a balanced life. Food is meant primarily for nourishment and fuel for the day's tasks. Secondly, food is about fellowship, meant to be made and enjoyed and shared among family and friends. Let us all exercise discernment so that enjoying the occasional treat doesn't become a vice. Now, let's close our time together in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for the occasional lighthearted business story to give us a break from all the greed and shady deals out there. We also ask that you would give us discipline and discernment when it comes to what we eat, remembering that our bodies are temples to be cared for, and food is meant to be fuel for our lives instead of hindrance to our progress. Lord Jesus, we pray that you would give us discipline and discernment in all areas of our lives so that we might be effective ambassadors for your kingdom everywhere we go, Whether it be our workplaces, our families, or our friendships, we pray that we would shine your light wherever we are. Strengthen us for the road ahead and empower us for the day. We love you, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Pray News. It is our aim to be informed and transformed. We pray today you would proceed with hope, love, and determination to be a force for good. If you've enjoyed this take on the news, consider writing us a review and share your experience. You can sign up for our newsletter at PrayNews.com. There you will find sources to all of our reporting. And be sure to download the Pray.com app to make prayer a priority in your life and experience the Bible in new and exciting ways. God bless.
2: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.
3: That's CheapCaribbean.com.